I'm so happy to be finally recording today's <laughs> podcast. Tell them why. We are <laughs> we're recording this podcast Tuesday morning, the morning that the podcast is going to come out. We're, we right. usually record at least a day ahead, at yes. least. We try to do it a few days ahead. Yes. So this is Tuesday, uh, October 16th. This is Tuesday. Remember when in the early days, I would right. always have to say, what, what day is it today? Right. Uh, but it is Tuesday. Yeah. And this is going to be posted on Tuesday. Right. And because? It, our office um, went through something that I think is probably the, one of the most horrible things that any office could ever go through. Any office in Florida. Any office in Florida. We haven't had air, we didn't have air conditioning for like five days. Last Thursday. Four days, yeah. It went out last Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it Friday, yeah, or Saturday or Sunday, mind you. We also are here Saturday and Sunday, right? So we were working Saturday and Sunday. Didn't have air conditioning, right? Didn't have it Monday. The, the, the podcast that we record. I'm just, I'm just a little just behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the curtains. Um, on Sunday morning, when we recorded for Monday, Monday's podcast, right. mm-hmm. um, the podcast that went out yesterday, uh, we were sitting here talking and. If you were watching on YouTube, I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I had sweat <laughs> rolling yeah, down wait a my minute. back. There's a, there's a backstory here. Normally, oh, Bernie man. talks way too much on these podcasts, right? And I'm sitting here thinking, why is he going on and on and on? Well, <laughs> Sunday, I got revenge. I didn't know I was getting revenge, but I got revenge because I was talking about some point in the podcast, mm-hmm. and he was sort of giving me hand signals to stop, <laughs> which... Yes, Sunday was a red letter day for me. It was. Um, he uh, was get, because, because he was sweating. <laughs> and, and it was just rolling down the spine of my and back. The, and I was like, oh my gosh. And the sweat was rolling down his back and he couldn't move. He couldn't scratch it. Couldn't do anything because he was on camera. And yeah. and he couldn't say anything until the end of the podcast. And I was, I was so happy that he suffered a little because he's made me suffer so many times in the past. But that was funny. That was truly funny. It was. You should have heard what he called me after the camera was turned off. I said, you wonderful, wonderful yes. man. Yes, <laughs> boy, boy, oh boy. And, um, I didn't know I was all those things. <laughs> but then yesterday we were going to record, but we still didn't have, the, the um, air conditioning person was supposed to be here yesterday, first thing yesterday morning to uh, fix it. And he came yesterday afternoon um, after we had seen about 30 patients. Right, um, we had a very big, all four of us were here, so we were all full. Um, we couldn't really cancel the day, there were too many right. people to call. And so there was just no way that we could record yesterday, so that's why we're so recording today. Funny. But the funny funny part about the air conditioning is, he came in on Friday, I think, it mm-hmm. went out Thursday, and the repairman came in on Friday. We have, this is Florida, you know. Florida has probably has more air conditioning units than the rest of the country combined. Well, yeah, we and we run the air conditioning, you know, 350 days out of the year. We do, yeah, we, almost every day you do your air conditioning because at least it's humid. And and it was, com- well, now it was now it's comical, but the black humor with all this was, we have to get the part. To we have to the order part. the part. And I thought, we were all laughing because we thought, this is Florida. You have more air conditioners here than anywhere in the country. Where are you gonna get an air conditioning part? What state of the why, union why, are you gonna go to to get a part? Why wouldn't you have it here? I mean, we just have it on hand. if I would have, if I was in the air conditioner parts business, 
I have a lot of them in Florida. <laughs> I mean, like every Lowe's or something. You know? So we were laughing. We're going to go Michigan for air conditioning parts. <laughs> we were we were howling yesterday. So, and, but we were hot too. We, we were howling once the air conditioning was working. I have to tell you though, better. my cousins moved down here. I'm thinking the, people are listening to this and they're thinking, man, they're just whining about the. Air. All right, but it was that's as cute. No, 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 it's not. <clears throat> but I will say, when we got here yesterday morning. Oh, at yeah. our time, I got three thirty. Yeah, it was three twenty when I got here. Right, and it was eighty two degrees already. The in temperature the was eighty two. Yeah, that's before the sun comes up. Right, right, and shines in the windows and right. warms the building, and all the people come in. Right, you know, we're talking about a couple hundred, more than a hundred people. Yeah. So yeah, but I was talking to my cousin about that one time. He came in the fifties before air conditioning was widely oh. used, and they went to school and everything. Mm -hmm. And how did you survive? You know, in the, and he said you got used to the heat, but everything was had a musty smell. Yeah. He said the humidity yeah. just kind of overwhelmed everybody. He said the heat you got, and the buildings, like when you changed classes, you went outside and the windows were open, and yeah, yeah. you know they they were built for that. But he said you got you eventually got used to the heat. What you didn't ever get used to was the was the humidity and the. But he said everybody smelled musty. Right. You know, he said that was the that was a bigger issue was yeah. just every, the humidity. Yeah, we mm -hmm. lived in a we we've lived in a really old house um, <clears throat> when my wife and I first got together, mm -hmm. and the houses that were from back then were built right. in such a way that air could move through them so well. And now, right, and know, they built them up right. so that air circulated underneath. Right. There was always a crawl space that air could yeah. go underneath. Now you build a cement block building that's airtight. Right, you have to air condition it. Absolutely. So, well, anyway, so, we're. So I'm glad to be back and not sweating, not yeah. sweat rolling down our backs. Oh my gosh! So, oh, um, but it's yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to have air conditioning back. Yeah. I'm glad I invented it last night. So, but today we're not talking about air conditioning. We're not talking about uh, those kinds of. But we are talking about one of our favorite topics. Yes, parenting. What kind helicopter of helicopter parenting? Helicopter parenting. Right. Something we've done before. Right. Right. We've talked about helicopter parenting before, but there there's a new. Um, article out that we wanted to um, touch on this topic again. So mm -hmm. It's from U.S. News and World Report. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually from a couple months ago, but it's, um, it's about the impact that helicopter parenting has on child development. Particularly emotional, emotional development. development right. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is going to bridge with something that we're going to talk about tomorrow right. uh, with uh, childhood aggression. But mm -hmm. um, what the authors here are, are mm -hmm. talking about is um, an article that was published in Child Development. Um, Which or, is the premier journal. Right. Or Developmental um, Psychology. Developmental rather. Psychology. These are, th that's one of the top journals in the right. field. Um, right. So this is a good peer-reviewed journal, although I say that with a little hesitation this morning because it was reported that Harvard is going to retract 31 articles mm. by a cardiologist because of uh, fabricated data. So even in peer-reviewed journals, wow. you have to be careful. Right. Okay, but this journal is one of the top-tier journals. So right. to get in there, whoever did this work, it was doing quality work that has been viewed by other professionals. Right. Okay, so yeah, so you can trust it a little bit more than <coughs> right. uh, a blog or something like that. Right. This isn't somebody's opinion. This is a right. this was a carefully constructed research project. Right. Okay, they did they did research over time. Right. Um, and very impressive research because they did it longitudinally, right. which most researchers 
don't like to do because it takes so much time. It takes a long time, right? right. So, so they looked at um, parenting styles at the age of two. When, when they, you have a child Starting that's at two, two years old, mm -hmm. uh, they looked at parenting styles at that time, and, they found, and then they followed these kids over time, and they found that when a parent is very over-controlling helicopter yeah. parenting at the age of two, mm -hmm. the child um, has some emotional and behavioral <coughs> regulation issues at the age of five. Right. One of the things that we encourage, uh, the myomarkers of child development at age five, about the time that a child enters kindergarten, they should be able to clean up their own messes, mm -hmm. they should not have any more temper tantrums, and they should be able to um, sort of get along well with other kids. So those are the three things. They get along with others, they can clean up their own messes, and they're not having any more temper tantrums. And we call that roughly, generally, we refer to that as emotional regulation. Right. Okay, and that's one of the things that these authors mm -hmm. uh, wanted to find out is how well did these children regulate their emotions right. based on parenting style. Right. Okay, and of course, what they found, not surprisingly, right. was that helicopter parenting impedes the development of emotional regulation at age five. Right. What they did is they. They study these kids at age two, age five, and age ten. Right. Okay. So when we when you hear these results, it's going to be at age five, at age ten, because those are the two times when they did their uh, assessments. Right. right. So helicopter parenting impedes emotional regulation at age five. Right. Okay. And then by the age ten, uh, it says that it's t that that parenting approach, the the right. helicopter parenting approach, was tied to more child reported emotional and school problems fewer teacher-reported social skills, right. and less teacher-reported academic productivity. That's right. So here we have, by the age t by age 10, mm -hmm. children who grow up with um, helicopter parenting but around right. the age of two, right. kids themselves report fewer right. um, self-regulatory skills, mm -hmm. and they're seeing some issues at school. That's right. Because uh, the other myomarkers at age eight, okay, right. now they didn't study these kids at age eight, but I'm sure they would have found similar uh, results sure, there. Sure. So what we're talking about is parents, in, in our country today, we have um, large numbers of parents who feel, who are convinced that they need to be, they need to engineer mm -hmm. success right. for their children. We've talked about this numerous times on these podcasts. We've written about it, we've done workshops on it. Mm -hmm. That there are parents who believe that the best thing they can do is engineer their child's success. Right. Uh, put them in the right activities, in the right schools, in the right classrooms, and sort of um, uh, engineer um, uh, yeah. the succession of, of successful um, endeavors by right. the kid. And it turns out that that's not a good thing to do right. because you rob your child of the opportunity to learn how to do this herself, right. okay, and that's the effect of this. Right. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned the sort of creative way in which they studied this, mm -hmm. because they didn't just do a questionnaire or anything like right. that to, to assess um, helicopter parenting. They actually watched the parents interacting with the right. child mm -hmm. at the age of two, mm -hmm. and they found that you know parents who were over-controlling by <laughs> telling the child what toy to play with, uh -huh. telling them how to play with it, and telling them what they should do, and just mm -hmm. really being uh, controlling right. uh, during the observation, those were the behaviors that they were right. looking at. We often refer to this as the um, uh, three uh, Goldilocks mm -hmm. and the three bears, um, that, that famous um, 
um, little nursery rhyme. Nursery rhyme? Um, yeah, fable? I don't know. Child's story about Goldilocks and three bears yeah. and, and the idea of it, it's just right, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's the chair or the porridge or the bed. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to neglect your children and just leave them on their own because they do need some guidance and mm -hmm. structure. They need to be put in situations and guided and helped. And you need to, you need to assist them, provide some minimal assistance because you don't want to neglect your children. Right. That's a problem. So what we're talking about are two ends of a, of, of a continuum, right. okay? So you don't want to neglect your child, but you can do as much damage by um, over-parenting, right. by, by being too controlling, by coaching and directing and making choices for them mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and this, this constant effort to make perfect, perfect. We talked about perfect right. last week. Um, and so th this other end of the continuum is, is just as deleterious as neglect. Right. Okay. So somewhere in the middle, get you have to get it just right. Okay. Right. So you got to move toward the middle. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that they're going to continue following these kids. Right. The, this these, this study, you know, one of the challenges with longitudinal studies is, as yeah. you said, it takes so much time. You know, they started this study back in the mid '90s. Right. So right. you know, the data that they're talking about here, um, you know, they they started in the mid '90s. So the first patient was uh, enrolled in like 1994. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to get, they had 422 children that they right. followed, and so that could have, you know, they could have had um, started at two years old with kids anywhere from 94 all the way up to the 2000s, right. and then they had to follow them for the eight years to get to the age it's 10. So it's hard to that's do the challenge with longitudinal. Yeah, it's hard to studies. do this kind of research. There's very little longitudinal research done, especially in this country. Our uh, colleagues in the United Kingdom right. are much better at this because they're. Healthcare system is is structured differently. Right. Their countries are smaller, um, and it's easier to access people. And don't have to, and they don't have to pay for it because it's part of their national healthcare right. policies. So y y you get many more longitudinal studies. Some of the right. best longitudinal research today is being done in the UK for right. that reason. So yeah, there's a few hospitals here in the states that are yeah, um, that you know when you when you're when a child is born. Uh, the, the parents have the option uh, opportunity to right. enroll the child in some longitudinal studies, but uh, you know that's the way that it's done, and it's so and it's expensive. You know, when yeah. when you talk about when you're talking you know, about lots of tests over right. a long period of time, and you hear about you lose people when you're watching the news and you hear about tax cuts to NIH or tax cuts yeah. to this or tax cuts to that. We're going to reduce this budget, reduce that budget, reducing those budgets. And there was another budget cut recently, and. Uh, they've they've raised um, they've increased uh, the regulations, right. so it's even going to be more difficult. They've changed some definitions. It's going to be even more difficult now to do right. this kind of research. So in our country, these these um, studies get done through uh, federal grants, right. you know, through through National Institutes of Health and Centers for Disease Control. And the more we cut those budgets, you know, as we cut budgets. As we cut taxes, we cut budgets. As you cut budgets, you cut this kind of research. Yeah. So, because in our country, it has to be done that way. Yeah. Since we don't have a national health care system. Yeah. So, um, but check out this article. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Uh, but but definitely follow mm -hmm. some of this this work because it's really good yeah. work. Yeah. The other thing is lawnmower parenting. You know, we didn't mention right. that in this study. That this idea that you know you can clear the path for your children mm -hmm. and you can't you do them a disservice right let them struggle let them suffer let them fail yeah. let them let them learn 
children must learn how to handle adversity on their own. Right. Talk to talk to their own teachers, settle their problems with their friends, mm-hmm. you know, back up and let them learn how to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. So. Right. All right. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Mm-hmm.